one of the biggest challenges leaders face today too is we have a very reactionary culture. Mm-hmm. Very reactionary. Whipsaw, up, down, oh. you know, whatever. Unsustainable. Unsustainably, right? And so, you know, how do we have a, a leadership personality, leadership culture that embraces people, gives them space, yeah. right, to work through what they're working through without also following in line with sort of the reactionary oh we got to put in this DEI program oh we got to change this thing oh we got to put out this statement on this issue that happened in culture today right do you i mean but what if we don't and That's what if we don't question. what if we don't if right well hey good day welcome to the consultant with the coach podcast hey we're gonna today we're first josh how are you I'm hanging in there. Hey, good to see you. We don't normally record. Welcome back. We don't normally record on Fridays. We usually record Mondays when we're sharp. It's Friday afternoon, which is okay. And you spent one night driving this week. I did spend one night driving. I spent 20-some hours going from Arizona to Washington, and it was amazing. And I'm glad to be back. We're glad you're back here. And it's awesome. And today, you know, it's one of those things... um, we were somewhat joking, but then we're like, you know, why not? Let's do a podcast on D-E-N-I. And I was like, well, Josh, what is that? And evidently this is, so when you when you work in a private business, whereas Josh as a consultant who has worked for all sorts of businesses and is up to date on everything, or it seems like everything. Well, pretend right, I don't know. Yeah. You know, D-E-N-I, he just explained this to me, stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. So obviously I am not the expert, but I'll just offer my tidbit, whereas you have been in sorts of all sorts of organizations. But first, before we get into that, is what scripture verse do you have for us today? Yeah, um, in support of uh, DNI, but we will take some different viewpoints on this today, so don't check out immediately if you love or don't love DNI. But um, Galatians 3.28 says to us, uh, to ground us a little bit today, oh my goodness, it disappeared from me. Where did it go? <laughs> I was just looking. And there it is. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Uh, Galatians three twenty-eight. Do you want to read that again? No, that was great. Okay, all right. So um, I think there's certainly elements to diversity and equity inclusion that are in the Bible. However, I think what, what I liked about that is mm-hmm. neither Jew nor Greek. You right. Know, we're going back two thousand years, and you know. There was all sorts of division back then. Yeah, and theologically, God has made all people, right? We have to recognize that there is, uh, Scripture indicates, you know, God image, God's image in all people. Absolutely. Right? And Jesus repeatedly, you know, basically cared for all people, mm-hmm. know, male, female, Jew or not. Right, and so it was very in- inclusive in that way. Um, however, we talked to a lot of companies about... DEI issues, and I think today we're going to unpack some of the pros, a lot of the cons that a lot of people might be afraid to talk about, and what we see today, and how that could be a problem for companies, and how they should be careful, tread carefully mm-hmm. in DEI because it's you know not while it is the latest and greatest idea um, coming out of let's just say certain universities, uh, it's maybe not the most helpful to business. So I can see that. Well, well, t- so so tell me why why should we even why should we even talk about this? Yeah, sure. Well, it's it's a hot topic right now. A lot of companies are grappling mm-hmm. with how to you know build their brand, how to engage culture, how to 
respond to clashes of culture, political clashes, uh, understand how to exist in this very uh, divided world, right? Mm-hmm. With employees who have very strong opinions about many different things. Um, social media that seems to be driving the polarization even more. Media hype that drives it even more. And so uh, trying to figure out how to be successful does require some element of recognizing an element of diversity in your workforce. More importantly, as we've talked about, not losing sight of your customers, right? Absolutely. Who your customers are, where you provide value in the market, you must maintain your sights there. And more likely than not, you serve some diverse element of customer, whether that's different product lines, different businesses, certainly different people, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Keeping that in mind as you think about how you work with each other inside the company and more importantly, work with your customers outside the company. So that's what it comes down to. I agree. Um, Many many times I think, as we start getting to DE&I, where I think a lot of companies fail is they over-index on these issues because they feel cultural pressure, they um, fail to um, quantify the value of what they're getting for these programs. They spend an inordinate amount of money on consultants for not quantifiably valuable So is this something that companies need to look into or should they not? If your company's not already looking into it, you're 10 years behind. Okay. So there's there's something that, you know, if you're not looking into it, then there's there's certainly DE&I consultants who'd be happy to sell you services. Whether you should do it or not, it's a different question. Um... But what, tell me more about, I mean, you're, you're a small business. Tell, talk to us more about, from your small business perspective, or even from a coaching perspective, how do you come across these issues of, you know, DE&I, recognizing that you haven't implemented, like, a formal program like a lot of other well, first, bigger companies have already done. until five minutes ago, I could not tell you what DE&I is or was. So, yeah. now, I, I would say there, there, are, there are two sides. There is my role as CEO and business owner on one side, and then there's coach on the other side. And yep. they're different. There is a, a fair amount of overlap. Right. And one of the things that from our business perspective that, um, you know, w- we never really tread into, we're in the home health care industry. Right. And no one ever says, you know, we're only going to serve this group over here or this group over here. It, it's just like everyone equally comes into our store that has a broken ankle or needs a wheelchair it it, you know so for me thinking diversity i'm like uh we just want to take care of people and so i haven't had a lot of pushback or even people say hey we want this or this within our business we have a really diverse um work environment Uh, I encourage people to talk. And I don't know if if that's the right answer or do I need to look into it or what do we need to talk about? Well, one of the things you've done really well, which I think a lot of businesses I've worked in struggle with, is you've grounded yourself in really clear business metrics. Mm -hmm. Right? You have really clear KPIs. You have rocks that you're working on. For those who don't know rocks, they're kind of large, big, bolder initiatives. Quarterly goals, essentially. Mm -hmm. Essentially, right? And these are the big ones. Um, And... Unfortunately, companies who do not ground themselves in business reality Mm -hmm. have to find other ways to make people feel like they belong to the workplace, Mm -hmm. right? They get away from one of the, one of the big knocks and I've been reading up on this. One of the big knocks on DE&I is it, 
is it distracts from meritocracy. Okay. Explain that to me. Yeah. It distracts from a culture where you're actually building around what you achieve versus just showing up and feeling like you belong. Okay. Right. And the reality is when you have a culture of people who show up and just feel like they belong but don't actually have any standards that are held around achievement, Mm -hmm. the business fails. If you just held people around like, hey, do you feel good when you come here? doesn't mean they're going to get their job done. No. Very likely they're not going to get their job done. They're going to feel good about the day, but you're going to lose money real quick, right? And the reality is people will flock to companies who will pay them to do nothing. And effectively, the the slippery slope on DE&I is you get more and more people who sort of slide into the corners and feel really good about being there, but do almost nothing for the business. Mm -hmm. And the companies that learn how to... They leverage DE&I for the benefits of the business because the business is there to serve customers, to make revenue, and to do so at a much lower cost than it than they can actually deliver the services for. Okay, right? it's called a profit. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you're saying for business, as I say this with all sarcasm, profit's important. Yeah, profit's important, and so many times DE&I causes cultural problems for a business because it doesn't enhance your ability to deliver revenue or do so at a lower cost. Mm-hmm. If someone tries to sell you a DE&I initiative, what you need to try to say is that you tell them is you show me quantifiable ROI about how this will increase my revenue. And it won't. It will not. Now, there are aspects of it that can, mm-hmm. right? There are, there are certainly aspects, like you told a really good story, I think about how you have someone in your team who works with customers who's in a wheelchair. Yeah, right? absolutely. Which is great. Well, you serve people in wheelchairs. And mm-hmm. so there is an ability for that person, one of your teammates, to empathize with your customers. That's worth a ton. That Absolutely. is great. You know, the fact that you can help that person have a job regardless of their mobility. And, you know, that also is a service to your customers. That's a win-win. Mm-hmm. That is a great DE&I initiative, <laughs> right? Versus if you had that person come in um, in a wheelchair but they were required to, I don't know, move three tons of concrete a day by hand. Well, it's like, not going to work. It's not going to work, right? Mm-hmm. There is no accommodation you can make that makes a business and, sense for and, that, and, right? And correct me, maybe this is why we haven't struggled with a whole lot of DE&I stuff is because we're in the home healthcare industry, I have to know all the rules on the American with Disabilities Act. Yep. You know, and and so for us, I, I've never seen it as kind of a diversity thing, but just understanding, okay, someone with a disability, whatever it looks like, I understand what all the rules are, what can be asked, what cannot be asked of. Yep. Um, and but at the end of the day it's like how you know, so for example, let's let's take this uh, team member of ours who has a disability, but at the same time it was really quite easy to work around it yeah. and you know and it's one of those things i'm not gonna put in an elevator in our building granted we're a single story but i just use that because that's a hundred thousand dollar investment mm-hmm. we don't have the funds to do that right. but for us it was really simple to accommodate the guy's knocking it out of the park yeah whereas other people would say oh, i don't know if we can do this or th- this or that and you're right it's really helpful for our customers Sure. Well, and I think that's where we've got to measure things against. I think the reality is if you're struggling with DE&I, you know, look very carefully at the business metrics. 
I think in one of the other challenges, I'll, I'll throw this out. This is probably controversial. I told you I'd say this beforehand, but um, there are several aspects to DEI, especially when it comes to issues such as sexual orientation, gender fluidity. Um, that at least from a faith perspective, you know, when we believe, for example, that God created man, you know, and it's a physical, mm-hmm. physical manifestation, right? And, or woman, physical manifestation. And there is this area that is DE&I represents, and that's not the only issue, where truth becomes uh, variable, right? Mm-hmm. And truth becomes whatever is in the eye of the beholder, right? And that's the, one of the underlying dangers of DE&I is you begin to strip away real truth. And the reality is you cannot run a business without truth. You can't run business outside of reality. There is cash in, there is cash out. There are expenses in, there are expenses out. There is customers, there are employees, right? It is, that is the stark truth. And so DNI has an ability or a, I should say, a potential to lead down a path of conversation around accommodating whatever truth each employee wants to believe, right? And the problem is that does not deliver a business. Yeah. Maybe a great social program. Maybe that's something the business wants to invest in from a foundation perspective, or if the owner of the company or owners want to give their money to a nonprofit who deals in that, great. Like mission-oriented, mm-hmm. do what they want. It's a free country. But don't do it inside the business because when you build a culture of not telling the truth, you build a culture of a business that fails. So what you're saying is businesses should really focus on their mission. Yes. Why they're – that's – Focus main. on their customer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, which is why they're in they're in business. Right. Whether you're, you're building houses or yep. in my case, you know, home health care yep. or whatever it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you mean you focus on the customer and you have to stay grounded in truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there is there is this continual sort of push on culture of, you know, it, where we are find ourselves today is because we don't have any grounding in truth. Right. And businesses yeah. that aren't grounded in business reality, business truth, will struggle and fail. And DEI is not the only cause of that. I mean, there's certainly plenty mm-hmm. of issues around that. But um, but what I loved what you said was truth can't be a variable. No. It's like I deny gravity. Well, you, Good if, luck. Every, t- every time we jump up, yeah. you, you fall back to the earth. Yeah. I mean, now there, there is certain – there are gray areas. I'm not going to say everything's black and white. Right. But, for example, in businesses – I don't have a single employee that will come to work day in and day out um, if we don't pay them. They right. ju- you have yeah, to. Absolutely. And I don't know any bank that will just give me money and, oh, you don't have to pay it back. You, you don't worry about them, that. Hey, don't worry. We're profitable. Like, yeah. okay, here's money. That, like, that is some yeah. hard truth. Yeah. Yeah. No, and there's hard truth. And I think there's plenty of programs. And I think, you know, not to pick on HR professionals, but the reality is in my, in my expertise – or in my experience, HR generally, the HR sort of benefits and program space, struggles immensely with this concept, mm-hmm. right? The, most of the programs, most of the benefits are these very wishy-washy, undefinable benefits, truths, yeah. helpful things to most employees, right? It's where, where I actually, in companies that can stomach it, I'll recommend that they basically just write a check to every employee instead of giving out benefits. 
yeah. right? I mean, don't mm-hmm. even don't try to do health benefits if you can avoid it. Just what, calculate what your budget is for benefits. Mm-hmm. Cut all the programs and write everybody a check because your employees will be a lot happier. And they go use those to buy whatever things they want. But that's, I, that's I wish extreme it were, view. I wish it were as simple as that. Yeah, we've yeah, yeah, tr- we've tried that before, and it didn't work. Well, I, I, it's not quite that simple, <laughs> yeah. but it's where you want to start. So, But let me show you the coaching perspective on you know, DE&I from my perspective. Yeah. And when I'm, when I'm coaching clients, one of the things that I've noticed is um, let's say there even is a disagreement between me and someone else. Mm-hmm. Or I've seen when people change their mind, just the psychology of changing their mind, people are more likely to grab onto a viewpoint if they come up, up with it themselves. Mm-hmm. So in my coaching, you know, wh- where I'm really trying to lead them is, Josh, what is it that you think? Or tell me more about that. Because in, in, with a good coach, you need to lead someone to where it's at. And I can't just say, hey, the Seahawks are going to win the Super Bowl this year. You'd be like, well, they don't even have a quarterback. Yeah, All we're doing is we're arguing back and forth. Yeah. You need to you know, embrace what you're going to believe. And th- right. this is where you, know, you see this, to bring it back to faith, look at Jesus. He didn't just tell people, hey, it's this, this, this. He talked in parables. He told stories. Mm-hmm. And this Absolutely. is stuff that we can do as business leaders. We get... You know, for the sake of, hey, well, what is your perspective? And even if part of it's wrong, we'll try to figure things out. Well, why is that? Yeah. And they might be 80% wrong, but they also might be 20% right. And we can Absolutely. kind of figure that out. And that's where, you know, and that's where I don't want to rain too much on the DEI parade, right? I want to be fair to a lot of people, people I respect who work in that space, right? There is a lot of truth. And, and that's where we started, mm-hmm. right? We started with the helpful aspects of diversity, who God made people to be, the yeah. fact that people are called to be included in things, right? And in fact, Jesus was very inclusive with the gospel, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, and so I don't want to take it all away. There's certainly some, some helpful truths there to business leaders. I think what I just want to call people to caution and understand is, is if they're feeling frustrated by either the program they have or their lack of desire to have a program. There is some truth in there, but there's also a lot of not truth. So be okay. careful how so you So let's engage. come back to truth. Yeah. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're saying some really good things, you know, because I think that's some of the frustrations that I would, um, when I've heard other people, they'll say, well, I have, it's just, it's not true. And then, but, but they don't continue to talk. Well, what happens if you don't have truth? And what happens if you don't have trust? Yeah. Yeah, well, a, a culture erodes, right? If you as the CEO are depending on your team to mm-hmm. diagnose and give you truth and you can't trust them, either because what they're saying is intentionally untrue mm-hmm. or because they fail the capacity to diagnose and produce the truth, which is actually worse yeah. in some ways, really? um, <clears throat> then you can't make decisions. And if you can't make decisions and the company's paralyzed, and all of a sudden you fall behind very quickly and you start losing money and you're out of business, right? That's the path, right? Mm-hmm. With a lack of the ability to tell truth um, in a company will quickly lead to um, problems. Now, I will say that back on that front, though, there is, there is research that, for example, you know, having a leadership team of a diverse set of individuals with from experiences to age to race to gender, you know, can produce a wider perspective. And that mm-hmm. wider perspective can lead to better decisions, which is a business reality, yeah. right? And we, therefore, there's we, value we in that. We do want right? diversity Absolutely. there. We don't want groupthink. Yeah, yeah. No, so there's definitely, this is where the, 
you get positive aspects of DEI mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and so, you know, and the encouragement I have for business leaders is just to continue to work your way through that, you know, carefully and with grace, like we mm-hmm. always talk about, you know, you're going to make mistakes and end up one side or the other too much, right? More than you have to. I was, I hadn't argued with my wife a few weeks ago and it was really kind of, but it, it ended up really well. We were arguing over one thing, but we were kind of, I was taken out apart and I'm like, okay, it sounds like we're arguing over this one thing, but we were talking about it in a good, really healthy way. And we realized of this one thing we were disagreeing on, we were actually 95% on the same page together. And we're like, okay, this is pretty good. I mean, we're actually arguing over sub point C.4.5. Right. That's totally okay. And we're like, you know what? Let's just give this some time. We're in 95% agreement over here. And I was a history minor in college. One thing I've learned about history is typically over the course of time, things do kind of settle out over time. So if it is something that, hey, you know what? Let's, we're going to disagree on this, but let's hit the pause button mm-hmm. and come back to it. There's nothing wrong typically on certain issues with punting. Yep. Let's talk about it. And if anything, you might say, hey, Eric, what you were saying, that, that kind of resonates with me. Hey, Josh, I really liked that point you brought. And maybe not tomorrow, but six months from now, instead of being, maybe we're now 98% on the same page, yeah. which is, that's the beauty of, shall I call it inclusion or what what you would call that? Well, I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's level-headedness, to be honest. Okay. You know, I think one of the one of the biggest challenges leaders face today, too, is we have a very reactionary culture. Mm-hmm. Very reactionary. Whipsaw, up, down, oh. you know, whatever. Unsustainable. Unsustainably, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, how do we have a, uh, a leadership personnel and leadership culture that embraces people, gives them space... Oh, yeah right, to work through what they're working through without also following it in line with sort of the reactionary, oh, we got to put in this DE&I program, oh, we got to change this thing, mm-hmm. oh, we got to put out this statement on this issue that happened in culture today, right? Do you? I mean... Or what if we don't? That's a good question. Yeah. What if we don't, What if right? we don't do and, um, and maybe there's reasons to do it, but I think there's such a, you know, it's so easy to post something on social media it's so oh, easy it to mm-hmm. change my profile picture and think i'm making a statement about the war in ukraine i mean you know it's crazy mm-hmm. right i mean nobody cares what i post on my social media page about the war in ukraine i mean who cares i mean i feel terrible for people in ukraine but me posting on social media has absolutely nothing mm-hmm. to do with that uh, <laughs> uh so i think there's and that's a small small example but the there's this reactionary culture of like oh, feeling the need to put something out there, right? As versus having a much, to your point, level-headed orientation around how long time actually heals a lot mm-hmm. of things, right? Brings down the the highs and the lows and brings them back to the center. You know, and, everything's regresses and, to the and mean. And from a coaching perspective, how people grow, there's typically you know a base of it, it's grace, truth, and time. Yeah. And what you you just said time. Well, I want it done now. That's kind of not how God's made us. Yeah. It's, you know, an entire life of growing and sanctification. And yeah. um, it takes time. So, yeah. Well, to your point, like we've already talked about, part of diversity and equity and inclusion is having grace Absolutely. for people to work through things in their life. 
right? It's but it's also holding the line on a culture of truth and mm-hmm. telling truth, and it's giving time, right? That's mm-hmm. there's all three of those things we touched on today. So there you go. I'm not sure if you planned that, but that was really good. Way well, to summarize. Yeah, it. well, I, I think we. But what we're doing here, we're just having a conversation. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, keep having those conversations. We will do it, and I would encourage our business leaders, hey, talk to someone you disagree with, but try to figure out why is it that you think that way? Not to convince them, yeah. but try to figure out why it is that that is how they think. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think welcoming hard conversations is, again, another healthy way to have DE&I mm-hmm. in a small way of just welcoming hard conversations and different perspectives just to hear them out. Absolutely. There you go. Well, good. Well, hey, that was fun. Um, hopefully, we don't get you banned from too many uh, future. Now, you're you're level-headed. I've seen you talk to anyone and everyone, and you're like, you know, that's a really good idea. Even if you, you know, like I I, I can pull that out of that, or you know, you, you figure out, you know, how can we help this company work? We do our best. Well, good. All well, right. Hey, uh, between us, uh, or between now and next week, hey, go on to the consultantandthecoach.com. Uh, reach out to us for a consultation or um, just, hey, listen in next week and tell a buddy, hey, I've listened to the consultant coach. <laughs> there you go. I could always use more listeners. Reach out to us anytime. Okay. You guys have a good day. Take care.